You're listening to Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. This is where dreams come to die. Thank you, Disembodied Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds and a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I am Ernie. I am Robert. And we're here to educate you guys on some things that, uh, you know, we, we talk about on the regular here. Movies, you know, kind of backstories, things of that nature. How it kind of touches the soul, somewhat philosophical. Hmm. Yes, getting a little heavy today. But fun heavy. Fun heavy. Always a joke. Always a joke, which we have to work on, we know. We've heard yes, the feedback. Yes, we've gotten the feedback. <laughs> we're, we're still wondering how to work in the joke. And we can just blatantly say, okay, now we're going to give you a joke. I hope you enjoy. But yeah, we're, we're yeah, not that we don't want to be yet. that. We yes. don't want to be those guys. We don't be those guys. So, philosophy then. Yes. Yes. So, we're going to start off a little off topic from philosophy, but still, I think, philosophical. And that is, is there any such thing as an original story? And we're going to do a comparison. I just saw this. Ernie turned me on to it because he's just that kind of guy, giving me the path to nerd. So I do appreciate that from him. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, and I just recently saw Enter the Dragon. The 1971 Bruce Lee epic. I'll go for epic, it's but epic. it's a story. So, growing up, one of my... Most specialist of first moments as a young adult, very young adult, like not even teenager, young adult really, was going to the premiere in 91, 92, I believe, of Mortal Kombat. The original, the first, the, the, the only one that was even slightly decent. And I loved the movie, not necessarily because it was a fantastic movie, it was okay, but it represented the first premiere I'd gone to, the first more adult movie I'd gone to. And some of the memorabilia I got from there, specifically a shirt, has specific impact to my life later on, which we're not going to get into today. But it did have impact. It was important. So I love the movie from that perspective, from nostalgia. So when Ernie first said to me, well, it's basically a blow-by-blow, scene-by-scene copy of Enter the Dragon. And this was just, what, last week? Yeah, Yeah, I'd say say a week or two. I was like, you're full of it. And I was like, all right, now I need to see this to see if you're right or not. Unironically, as, as the fates would have it, speaking of philosophies and beliefs in a higher kismet, he was right. It almost is verbatim, except for a lot more nudity, which I was, I was kind of impressed by. Yes, well, it's 1970s nudity. True, but there's still some side boob. Yeah, there's side some, boob is always good. Yes, and they're prostitutes. Yeah. Which was weird, which is one of the differences, obviously. Yeah. But... Literally, if you compare it, it was the same movie. So for you, for you, when did you first find, find this out for you, Ernie? When was the first time you realized that they were pretty much the same thing? So growing up in, the, in Arizona in the late 70s, early 80s, I was on a military base, Luke Air Force Base. Um, we only had three stations at that time, CBS, NBC, ABC, and then you had the UHF channels. Well... I remember... God, UHF a, channels. Yeah. Wow. It was I remember the second those. dial. Yeah? yeah I remember dial. that. Um, the second dial had the cool shows in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Kung Fu. Was it 33? It was either 33, 34, and you yes. had to like, get it just Yes, I remember. That. Oh, God. Um, That's going back. So I remember as a kid watching these shows like on Saturdays with my dad, because my dad would have Saturdays off being in the Air Force. I don't know how he worked that out. But he had Saturdays off, and we would watch TV. Uh, we'd go into the TV room and he'd put on Kung Fu. And that's what David Carradine. And I remember my dad talking about this one scene where he referenced Bruce Lee. Mm. And it it just so happened that later that same evening, on that same channel, they showed Enter the Dragon. Wow. And With the nudity? Or not? Well, it was like quick glance, quick cut. Like, it was still TV back then. Right. So it was like a quick cut. So if only people in the theater got to see the nudity, they basically would shorten those scenes that had any right, nudity in them. Right. Or they would uh, zoom in on the main character and like the nudity be off off camera. So it w- the, the screen was stretched. So imagine mm. the screen being stretched. Okay, wow. Okay, that's weird. It, it was weird watching, but it was so cool because I remember, wow, who is this guy Bruce Lee? Then I remember, he was crazy. Well, yeah, he was insane in that movie. Oh, yeah. The voices didn't quite match up. <laughs> 
very know, corny, yeah. very seventies. It was very seventies, you know. But uh, he dubbing. spoke English, though, yes. right? I mean, he's so he, from here. Yeah, yeah. He's from California. Oh, really? Okay. Like Seattle, or wherever. Mm. West Coast kid, and then he went back over there to do the filming mm. for these for these shows, and he spawned a whole genre. I mean, he had hundreds of movies; they were all crap. <laughs> this was the one that put him on the map. Yeah. Sadly, and the last one, though, the, right? And it was the last one because he, yeah. he passed away. Yeah. And they had the movie saying that it's all like a, like it's a part of fate and philosophy. Go back to that. Like, you know, he basically fulfilled his destiny. He found that his, perfect movie. He found that perfect movie. How can you do anything better? And then he moves on, but he inspires an entire generation. Genre, yeah. And it's... an inspired genre. Because to me, that movie basically was the blueprint for all subsequent kung fu movies after that. Before that, it was like you would have a movie with like a lot of fighting, a little bit of dialogue, and a convoluted story that really didn't make sense. You know what it reminds me of is that the Barber and His Daughter cartoon that was in, what is that, I want to say Futurama? Remember where the father and daughter go around, and he was a barber and the, during the day, and then he fought these monsters with his daughter? I don't think it was Futurama. I think it was Family Guy, maybe. One of those shows. And they had that kind of... It was crappy, and they did the dubbing themselves. They were big fans of these old Japanese. No story. Big monster. Lots of fighting. Right. Yeah. So they still imitate that stuff, even in modern stuff. Yes. Oh, no. It was Bob's Burger. Bob's Burger. That's where I saw it. That's the one. And it's the same thing. It's like they're still doing that genre. It's still there. Yeah. It's still as much part of the, con, the the world today as it was back in the day. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you look at the fight scenes from Enter the Dragon, I mean, of course, they probably did a few takes, you know, there were planned moves. And other times, you know, you hear the stories that a lot of that was like actual sparring, like they actually had to slow kinda, the camera down yeah. to like get his moves because he was that quick. Like it, it just adds to the mystique of the movie. Well, and then it, was, it looked real. As yes. bad as the dubbing was... As bad as some of the dialogue was, as much as there were some missing holes in the story and things he said that, okay, he's a monk. How does he know how to be a spy and climb over walls secretly? Where did that come from? Where's that backstory? It's, that, it's cool. Yeah. It's, that, it's cool, but it doesn't... Do you, and, and that's the whole thing. They In that time, they didn't feel like they needed to do an origin story with the right, movie. Right. It was like, hey, this guy could do this. We're going to give you the credibility to say, all right, fine. You, I, you sold me on this. That's one of the ingredients. He knows this. He's trained to do this. Right. I, I The snake scene. Do you remember the snake scene when he throws the snakes Oh, in? yeah, the snakes at the guy. Where the hell do you have a snake? I mean, you go hunt for the snake, <laughs> you just shove it through the window, and then the guys just jump. I mean, really? There's a door right there. But, yeah. So stuff over the top, stuff like that yeah. was like a little, little plot stuff. But the fighting scenes, especially the end scene with the mirrors and the, you know, the doppelgangers and all that... You really got a sense of real fighting. Yes. You know, and they could take their hits. Um, but, you know, he'd have a scratch mark or claw mark, and he'd, he'd be scratched up. Yeah. And I tried to look for inconsistencies, like, you know, from scene to scene. But I think they shot that, like, like on the same day or literally almost the same time because it didn't move. And that's how those directors And that makeup work. was so... It was so... What was the word for it? So just everyday-looking wounds. Yeah. They didn't overdo the makeup. Right. They just did, and it looked real because they did it so well. Because they didn't make cheaply, it, I guess they, is the word for they it. They didn't make it glaringly, kind of like today, like when you see, like uh, for instance, uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Mm. Like they really wanted you to like see him like take the hits, mm -hmm. and you see the cut over his eye from fighting fist to fist with the with the with the with the Russian dude. Mm -hmm. Was he Russian or German? They were German. German. Were yes, German. not Russian. German. Yeah, the Get big right. German dude, you know, he took a, a you know rifle butt to the face and... Still gets me every time is that glass scene. Oh, dude. he has to walk oh, across the Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, that was Bruce Willis <sighs> at his finest. Oh, yeah. That was good. I liked the first one. Second, yes. third ones were... Eh. The first one was good. First one was good. The first one was good. And look... Second, third ones were bad. They're I, just kind of... Okay, I've seen this. He, he's doing the same thing three times. And thanks to... The, it's kind of like Taken. I yes. Mean, <laughs> thanks to the wonderful <laughs> internet, they kind of... They kind of like to poo-poo those trilogies, which are from a certain time in our life. Like, those trilogies happen at the perfect time. Like, the Die Hard trilogy happened at the perfect time. Enter the Dragon happened at the perfect time. Mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat, same thing. Happened at the perfect, perfect time. time. Yeah. When I saw Mortal Kombat, now mind you, I was a fan of the game. Mm -hmm. I was a mediocre player. 
I was, me too. I, I didn't was, like the style. It was too stiff for me. It was weird. You know, yeah. it, it kind of looked like, I'm like, wow. It was it, a Street Fighter dude. Yeah, Street Fighter was more cartoonish, so you could do all the crazy acrobatics. This looked more true to life. Like, these were like, it looked like somebody like took like a handy cam and took a picture of a guy who looked like Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot like Bruce Lee, <laughs> and gave him the same, what on, what on, you know. And those, I, I know that's him saying those things. Yes. That was, it has to be. He had the crazy eye. Dude. Oh, and then he'd do that pause. No, oh. Where he'd like flex. Oh, yeah, he's like yeah. flex, like, oh, okay, I really don't want any part of you right now. No. It, it's it just, was scary. Yeah. And he no. was taking out the bigger guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he had the moves. Yeah, did he do that one, all those strange, crazy eye things in his other movies? I've never had, seen much of his stuff. He had the one signature pause where, like, after he would do, like, a devastating punch, he would kind of, like, frame himself mm. and, like, outstretch his arms. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. was his signature. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, and it, it, and again, there are differentials between the two movies, but plot story overarching theme it, it is the same it's, movie yeah and, and i remember watching the movie and i totally i was helping a friend visit his grandparents in jacksonville when the movie premiered so we watched it at a at a movie theater that we neither one of us knew we just knew that it was that it was coming out that night we watched it i was thinking we were going to see all these crazy finishing moves right it is moral combat it after is, all it's moral combat it's based on the fact that dude that's the first time i ever saw a game where a guy punched the head of another guy off. Another guy completely off too. His the guy's skull out with the spine dangling. I remember that one. I was like, holy cow, this is a video game. What a world. And the quarters were just lined up on it because I remember that was the first seventy five cent game I played. It was seventy five cents. I realized it was expensive. Yeah. So and I remember having to line up the quarters oh, on the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm next. Yep. Tick 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 tick. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see it like all lined up. Somebody's like, "I'm gonna be here a while." And they just line up like a roll. <sighs> and I just remember watching them and just being in like awe of like that. Yeah. Whole thing like finally Kung Fu's coming back with a little bit of an edge, a lot of That's that fine. mysticism. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's that whole the world's in peril. Right. It's coming to a crashing end because this evil is descending upon us as foretold by centuries. Which is one thing they extenuated, or ex- extenuated? Extenuated? Made more so. Yes, made more so. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, in Mortal Kombat than there was in the Bruce Lee version. Yes. There wasn't that big impending world coming to an end. He's just a bad guy who needed to be killed. Yeah, he's That's a bad good. guy. There's you know, some we can never dude. get this guy, you know, he always eludes I us. think the cops made a lot of excuses. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of excuses were made. I mean, how else can you lose a guy that has a claw? I mean. Just saying, for an arm, it's it's pretty, you know, he's not, you know, walking through any uh, airport security, that's for dang sure. And he's super rich. Oh, massive. Massive rich. Well, but the rich get away with shit, so. That is true. That is true. Rich. Plus, his, plus the cohorts there, you had the tall mm. black guy with the afro. Those girls were hot. His daughters were hot. And then you had uh, the the American dude, the who typical, right? Same, yeah, typical. almost the same, except their vice was slightly different. Because the the American dude in the Bruce Lee movie, he gambled. Yes. The the, the American guy in the Maracan movie was a movie star. Yes. So slightly different vice, same. Needless to say, they were both rich. Yes. And they both ended up sacrificing themselves for the greater good, if right. you will, to some extent. Yeah, because but they, there were no freeze and venom dudes. There were no twins of any sort in Enter the Dragon that there were in the movie. Like, no. these were the guys that were like, holy, who the heck are these? Still defeatable, but who the heck are they? That did not show up anywhere. The intimidation was not the same. Because one person online I saw quoted, well, they have the cohorts come in and intimidate everybody. Eh, they didn't really intimidate. They are just throwing arrows at people's faces. It's like, okay, yeah, that's a little scary, but it's like, okay, forearmed. Big dude comes in and intimidates. A little more intimidating, but again, same feel. Right. And they had the gore, and they had four syllables, I think it was, as I, as, as I saw online. Yeah. Yeah, it's G-O, whatever, for gore, and then the guy was, what, Kato Kainal? Uh. Yo, the big dude with the boobs. Nothing wrong with some man boobs, I guess, but oh, Jesus. Oh, gosh. He was literally, like, breaking people in half. Yes. Big dude. But, but he was there, and he definitely... You know, I, one thing I never understood, and again, I guess because it's like, you know, you don't need to explanation. What were with all the black-shirted dudes in the cages? Let them out, and they just go crazy on the white, you know, the, the, the army. Yeah. Like, what was that about? 
that just that was just just was weird to me. Well, once again, it's one of those movies that when it's written, it's kind of like, okay, what what else can we do to like really show off this scene? Right. I know. Let's just throw a whole bunch of these guys. Well, who are these guys? Who cares? <laughs> there's a lot of who How cares. How did they get there? I, who cares? Uh, that's what <laughs> you I. Know there's what I mean? a lot of there's a lot of who cares. It, does, just it, put it, it in. doesn't matter. Just just, just you know it. And it kind of harkens back to, like I was talking about, The Flash. Mm. You know, what really got me on The Flash was when Barry's asking uh, Reverse Flash, Ivar mm-hmm. uh, Thawne. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Ivar Thawne finally reveals himself, spoilers, <laughs> finally reveals himself as being Reverse Flash, and that he came back to, like, destroy The Flash. Because in the future, they're enemies. Well, why, why are we enemies? Doesn't matter. Great line. It's a great line. Yeah. Is it great? Like it, it really doesn't. It matter. doesn't matter why I hate you. I just, just hate, hate you. you. Deal with it. Deal with the outcome of it. And it's it's nice to not be explained to death. Yes. And it is nice that that certain movies, certain scenes treat their audience like they have half a brain. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And and this is our transition and our segue. Zoom. There it goes. Nice. <laughs> There's the segue. Do segues make noise though? Mine does. If I get a segue, it's going to make noise. I thought the whole idea was the Segway was quiet, mobile. But it is from the future. Nice. And there's our transition. There's the transition. <laughs> well, to be honest with you guys, just to put a cap on it, I yes. enjoyed both movies. Yes. I do believe Mortal Kombat is the more successful of the fighting movies. Oh, I would video wonder. I'd like, well, video game, yes. And that genre. But I wonder between the two how they did in the box office. And not financials, because financials have changed a lot since 90s and 70s. But like... Ticket sales. That would be interesting to look up of which one actually did better. I think worldwide, mm. I think with the news of Bruce Lee's death, Enter the Dragon edges out Mortal Kombat. I would I would take that. I would take that. Yeah. yeah. I would take that action. I think that'd be that'd be that'd be a true statement. Mortal Kombat may have had local appeal, but I don't know that it had the international the global Yeah. Yeah, because Bruce Lee was known yes. all over. I mean, that's a whole different level of And, of and we're always behind the other countries in violent video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, we're always behind the eight ball there. But back to the transition. Back to transitioning <laughs> to the future. Zoom. So one of the things I watched recently that, again, Ernie being the awesome man he is, actually turned me on to was Tomorrowland. Now, I had wanted to see it for a while. This isn't just, oh, which, I should see it. Which came out, and it got butchered. Oh, it got destroyed. It got bloodied. And again... I thought, okay, I thought it was kind of a cool concept. I was like, ooh, maybe they'll do this type of movie for every land at Disney. Yeah. You know, Tomorrowland, they'll do... Uh, they did the Pirates. The pirates, before, right. Which pirates. didn't have a story before. Right, right. They made a story, very successful franchise. Yeah. Why not do Tomorrowland? Yeah, it sounded it reasonable. Sense. It sounded reasonable. So you had a whole bunch, and then I figured, okay, you could do Adventureland. Yep. You could do... Um, you could do something in Epcot. You could do a whole yeah, bunch of different things. There's yeah. a whole bunch of different things. Cool. Would be awesome. But it just got destroyed. And by the time it came and went, like, that was gone. Yeah. Literally gone. When it came out, when it came out, um, people said that it was dialogue heavy. Right. Which, okay, that's never good or bad or the should be. For a Disney movie. And that's what pissed me off. It's like, okay. It's dialogue heavy for a Disney movie. Well, and then they were like, well, what does it even mean? Who is this targeted to? Like, who who is this targeted to? It was mistargeted, though. I will agree with that because if it's a Disney movie and you're trying to target to kids, you're going to lose your audience. And it's also, not a kid's movie. It just isn't. And also another movie that falls in the same thing with Tomorrowland. I know. Well, I don't know. Maybe our listeners will be against me. Hmm. John Carter. Totally missed. John Carter. John Carter. Remember? The dude that, the Civil War guy that goes up to Mars. You don't remember that movie? Civil War guy goes up to Mars. Keep and going. He, and he ends up like saving, like they, he ends up in this uh, this battle on Mars with a princess. Dude, you're looking at me with the blank star. <laughs> I'm looking at you blank star. I don't think I saw that. Oh my gosh, it is such a great movie. It was totally mis like marketed. Like, I, no, that's marketing? next on my list. Dude, it is John such Carter, a good movie, and okay. it totally got bludgeoned because everyone's expecting. Because remember, this was post Star Wars, mm. and everyone was saying, you know what, George Lucas saw this and he liked it. And he based some of his stuff on the books, so the books are old. Oh, yeah. And then they made... The I know movie. the name. I, I'm pretty sure I, I must have seen it, but it's probably so long that I don't remember it, it. It's also the worst title, too. It's John Carter. Another Disney thing. Disney tried. It failed. Badly named movies. But once it came out on home movies and they started showing on TV and people started watching it, people loved it. Yeah. 
And that's sad because it, it, the movie, for Tomorrowland 2... Tomorrowland's think, the same thing. Yeah. Go back to Tomorrowland. But one of the things I think with John Carter and with Tomorrowland, there could have been another movie out of it. Oh, yeah. They could have made more. Did they? No. no because it's bombed so badly. Mm-hmm. And people just don't give it a chance. Now, one of the things, and this is one of the big things I think out of, out of Tomorrowland specifically, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit here, is, speaking of dialogue, is the speech. Yeah. There's a couple of moments of speech in that movie that are just like, I don't know. I think they were some of the best I've ever heard about the topic here, of course, being humanity as a whole. Now, there are a lot of great speeches about politics, about race, about all their, those are all wonderful. Those are a different category. This is the speeches about humanity, where we are as a, as a society, big picture. Um, I know you have one or two. I have definitely one or two that would fall into that category. But they're very few and far between. If you really hear a good, here's what humanity is, whether it's in a post-apocalyptic movie or in a modern-day movie or even a movie in a period piece. Period pieces, yeah. Um, so what are some of the best? One of the best from this, and I think you have at least one, uh, one of the smaller scenes. Yeah, it, um, and it's near the beginning of the movie, which yeah. kind of set the tone for me. Like, at first, it kind of moved slowly until I heard that, that exchange. It was... Uh, Hugh Laurie's character mm-hmm. and the young George Clooney. Yes, and the kid comes up. And Hugh Laurie guess, was awesome. Yes. I mean, come like, on. ever since he got away from the hundred and one Dalmatians, he's hit home. He runs. was in which one? Two. He was in the live action one. Not the first one. The yeah, he was one of the Stooges. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even remember him. I only he remember... had that British Cockney accent. Oh, that was nonsense. Yeah. Um. So he says, "Okay, what do, what do you got here?" And the kid's like, "I got a jetpack." Well, why, why a jetpack? Because it's cool. Like, that to me just blew my mind. I'm like, well, why else would you build a jetpack? Yeah, that's, that's it. it's cool. That's it. There's no other purpose, but it's cool. Why not try to invent that? Yeah. And to me, like, like that kind of struck of almost similar to what we're doing now with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing a podcast? Because it's cool. Because it's cool. Never enjoying ourselves. I, I'm having fun. Why did you invent a podcast about these things? Why is that? Because it's cool. It's fun. It's fun. Why yeah. not? And that movie had a little heartbreak in it, too. It did. And that was sad. I think that George Clooney is, I think, sometimes very underrated for his ability to be emotionally have oh, to pull Oh, to pull the emotion? Yeah. And he does this weird thing where he's not showing emotion, but it's like almost you can see it right below the surface of him. So he's very stoic, a little distance, but you can tell by his intonation and how he holds himself that he's feeling well, a lot, but he won't show it, but he's feeling, but he won't show but he's feeling, it's, it's really interesting between him and the, spoilers, robot chick, yeah. who he falls for in the beginning of the movie, and how she kind of falls for him, yeah. and ultimate sacrifice, I mean, Jesus, I mean, that, right there, that scene was just, it was like, oh my God, he, he it's unrequited love at its, at its most pure. Because he was just a kid. And and keep in mind, Tomorrowland came out around the same time as Ex Machina, too. Mm. Which was another yeah. great movie that got no press. Nothing. Nothing. Got it nothing. won an Academy Award for Best, best Visual Effects. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I'm like, dude, why did this win Best Original Screenplay? Something. Something along was, those lines. Because it was great. Tomorrowland doesn't get any nods. No. Nothing. Got nothing. It, it, and, you know, who am I? I'm not on the board. I don't do the voting. I don't claim to be this big picture aficionado. I didn't go to film school. I can't break down a film. I can't tell between acts. Go sue me. I just want to find a good movie. You give me a good movie, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. The Everyday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the speech, the speech, and you said it was in your... Top five. Top five? Top five. Top uh, five. Is Hugh Laurie's speech about the state of humanity. And I know some of the press he got was as a little preachy. But you know what? We kind of deserve a little preachy at this point in our existence. I'm sorry. We need a good talking to. And if Hugh Laurie, of all people, is willing to take time of his career to give us this level of talk to, I'm okay with it. And it's Hugh Laurie. Yeah. He can say, you know, the, the recipe off of a bread box and I'd be happy. He's a great voice. And he just, what was the line? It was, um, you are careening towards the end of your species... And you're, you're running towards it with open arms. You're loving it. You are glorifying the end of everything. You're glorifying it. And I was like, holy 
criminy, Jiminy Cricket, if you will. Yeah. He's he's just taken a decade of film celluloid, if you will, to use an old term, TV and movies and books, and canned it in one speech. That that well, I don't know who the writers were. I didn't look and see. I but, didn't see who wrote it. But either. damn. Yeah. That was a good negative, anti-humanity, but damn. And you couldn't feel, I didn't feel like he deserved to die. He may have been no. out of place in the bigger picture. I was going to say, like, Fine. If, he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he's... It, it's hope versus, it's the whole thing about the wolves she talks about. Yes. And her dad talks about. It's a wolves thing. Which wolf are you feeding? You can't keep to feed the negative wolf. You can't. You know, that, that was good, too. Yeah. Her relationship with her father and that whole thing. No, she was a good actress. I was impressed. Yeah, and like I said, it's one of those movies where a lot of... Because the bad press, when it came out, everyone's expecting something different. They saw George Clooney, they're thinking Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's Twelve. They're thinking... Oh, no, don't bring in Ocean's Twelve. Jesus. Or Thirteen or oh, whatever. How many more did they have of those? Ocean's Eleven is, is where that should have stopped. Ocean's Eleven was good. I enjoyed it. They had two more after that. Did they? Yeah. I know the twelve. Twelve was the really one, the bad. The one was the Julia Roberts not being Julia Roberts, but she really yeah, was. Julia yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that. And then the third, third one, one was with this uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, it was the girl though. It was still Julia Roberts. Was it still Julia? I thought there was another girl. No, Adult. it was Brad. It was more centered on Brad Pitt's character. Oh, uh, well, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't think I even remember it. I, it wasn't worth my time. But I am excited. Well, we're not going to get into that. But I am excited for uh, now. You see me now. You don't. Too. Oh yes. Did I, you see well, the first it, one? It, yes, I, I saw it not in the theaters. I saw it when it was released on DVD. Okay. And I liked it. Yeah, it was a good movie. I it, thought. It, it not spectacular. It has but Jesse fun. Eisenberg in it. Has Mark yes. Ruffalo in it. It has good cast. Michael Caine. Yeah. Can't go wrong. And, and, and now, part two, there's Michael Caine again. Yeah, it looks like they bring almost everybody up except for the girl. Yeah, I think that was a money thing. Uh, that is what it is. All right, where were we? All right, so best speeches. Yes. So that's in your top five. Yes. I would say, what else? Um, Independence Day has to come in there. I was going to say Independence Day is oh, were you? Top five. Okay, okay. Because, it's what, because when it, that came out that in the mid-90s... Good. That was a good speech, there was though. No, in the mid-90s, movies were really anti... Um, America. America. Yeah. It was Very all about finding out yeah. the foibles. Yes, we all know. We we have the checkered past with the Indians. We have the checkered past with the British. We got it. We got it. We we're, get we're not it. great people. We get it. We're not always great. It's fine. It's fair. But still. But still. That was some, one of those moments. Yes, where it's like, hey, look, you know what? It's a you know it's one thing to kick us around, your brother around. It's another thing to let the other guy kick your brother around. Yeah. Yeah, no, we can make fun of ourselves, but no, 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 no. everybody else doesn't have that. And that was that was a cool speech. I want, but I, of course, you know, for Independence Day, do they're rehashing the speech. It's I Roland Emmerich is just there's saying, no reason to redo it. I'm sorry. I'm excited bigger. about some of the people. Yeah, but I don't care. The ships are bigger. I don't care. The aliens are bigger. I don't care. One of the things I am excited about for no that movie, movie, I'm yeah, it's his son. Yeah, which is fine. Which are I'm, you? I'm okay with it. I wanted to see, and I haven't seen yet, New Earth or Earth 2. I saw that. How was it? Not good. Really? Not uh, and I, what was that originally? A book? Yes. It was a good book. It was a graphic novel okay. because he yeah. did I Am Legend off of a graphic novel as right. well. Right. I liked I Am Legend. I Am Legend was good. I Am Legend does not have a speech in it, does it? I keep thinking it does. Is that? It's not no. I Am Legend. It's, um, is it Ice Age? No. Um, Day After Tomorrow? Some apocalyptic movie like that that had a really good speech in it. I'm trying to remember what it was. Deep Impact? No. With Morgan Freeman? No, that was a great speech. That was okay. That wasn't that great. I'm trying to think. There was another Apocalypse movie speech. The one with the big ships where they get in the water at the end. Where they have the, the abyss? No, no, no. They, they, the world's ending. It's flooding. And they all have to get on the ships. 2012. Oh, with uh, John Cusack? Yeah, there was a speech in that. Yeah, there was a speech in that. And that I wasn't, don't remember. That wasn't a great speech, but it was in there. Top seven. Maybe topic. I'm only saying top five. <laughs> well, okay, of course, so for me... What's the other ones, then? Uh, for me, it's uh, James Earl Jones um, in um, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Okay. Yeah, That's that, a good... The, the James Earl Jones you can never go wrong with. The voice. Yeah, well... well and, and to me, that movie was all about, like, that one speech. Like, you mm-hmm. get... You go through that movie, but when you get to that speech, that moment in the movie, you're, you're, you're transfixed. Mm. Yeah. Like, he commands that scene. Yeah. And I'm surprised that didn't win 
something. Or something either. It did not win anything at all, did it? No. no it, it, it was it, a good movie. Like, he did... It was like, when Kevin Costner was actually good at something. Yeah, Kevin Costner had a movie before. Waterworld. Yes. There's a speech in Waterworld they give. It was... Uh, Dennis Hoff... Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper gave a speech at the top, and he was talking about humanity, and let's burn it all. That speech... That's what I was thinking well, of. Well, I was that was say, a good speech. You could also go with um, the Book of Eli, too. I didn't see that one, though. Oh Wait, no, no. Is that the one where the father dies at the end? Spoiler alert. No. With the daughter on the beach? No. Oh, that's the other one where he's he's walking with his kid. Remember that one? It's the same type of thing in the end of the world, just one guy. Yes, that's what Vigo Vorton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, weird one. Yes. That had oh, some God. good dialogue in it, too. That was... I couldn't watch that. That's oh, like it's depressing. That hits, that hits oh. too close to home. Oh, that was awful. You know, being a single... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate that term. Being a father of Being a child. Being a father of a child. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that was. Oh, I, that was so sad. That's so sad. And I, I still wasn't sure that family was really good at the end. And I was like, really, random family just happens. You're gonna take this kid, really? I guess it seems almost too good. You know why? Why force a happy ending? I'm sorry. I know it would have been worse, depression wise, if the kid just had to wander off by themselves. It's reality. You do it in the frickin' Walking Dead, for God's sake. You're shooting kids in the field of flowers. Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. If they haven't seen that part, that's what, four seasons ago now? But, I mean, why why go... Why always go for the happy ending? I mean, we talk about yes. this a lot with the Star Wars, yes. right? For me, best movie of all time, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Movie's well shot. It's fast-paced. There's some The good guys you lose. Everything goes to hell. Nothing happens good. Not, at the end Everybody's. of the movie, you do not feel good. No. But at the why, end of that movie. why Why? not bring some of those... I mean, I, it sounds weird. Why not bring more of those back? Why bring some negative endings to movies again? Some unhappy, or at least neutral. Well, like, like Tomorrowland. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's not a happy ending. It's not a sad ending, no. but it's kind of neutral. It's like, okay, we're going to try this again. Now, here's my thing about that ending, by the way, of that movie for Tomorrowland. They're stealing all of our best and brightest from this world to bring into theirs. Are they bringing them in to help our world get better? Or are they just stealing people because they know we're doomed and... They're stealing them so that, because they know we're doomed. At least this is the, our finest example. Really? That's the, what I took from That's kind of what I took, too. That's not a happy ending, people. We're still screwed. We're still screwed. We're still dying. Yeah. We're still going to end up in the bottom of an ocean. That's a sad ending. It's not a positive, up, uplifting ending. And she's Mrs. Optimus in that. Well, and going back to the original thought, like, lately the, the stories are very apocalyptic, mm -hmm. very, like... Glorifying of it. Yeah, like, hey, look, you know what? Things are really crappy now. The end is coming. It, whether mm -hmm. it be by zombies, whether it be a meteorite hurtling at us. Free, frozen? Oh. Um, the snow train. Snowbound. Snow. Oh my gosh. The guy in the train? Yes. That uh, I saw recently. Snow. Snow climber? Snow walker? Snow... Let me tell you. That was awful. I liked it. I mean, Even again... in the roaches? Okay, well. Okay, it wasn't like... the classes? What was it called? Snow train. Something. Snow plow, snow drifter, snow... Well, some will email or text or Twitter so us the name. Let me tell it's not a great movie. I'm not no. saying, oh, it's an Oscar winner, but... But you know what? You have an A-list actor in it. Yeah, who? It's the dude. The guy at the... The guy who's running the whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, What's his name? Crap. At the front of the train, if you will. Yes. But the point of that movie was... He wasn't a happy ending at the end. Everybody dies. Yes. All that's left is the one girl and the one kid. And you know they're going to make babies like rabbits, but still. Then those kids are what? Going to grow up and marry each other? Snow. I mean... Snow, dude, snowbound? It's good driving Something. Nuts. It was one of those Europe, it was Weird. one of those independent films. Yeah. I mean, out of again, Europe. The cool concept. Basically yeah. the guy invented a train with perpetual motion. Mm -hmm. Goes around the world. Goes around the world. In All these year. people paid mm -hmm. to get on this train and then it kind of morphed after a generation. It, the world froze over, like this guy said, but what's powering the train is the poor dead people. Mm-hmm. While the rich people up in front are living what was that called? Damn, yeah. You're going to make me Google this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Other speeches. Is that five? Did you give five? Um, no. I would have to say 
Well, you never watched Blade Runner. How about Dune? Hmm. Really? Dune? You didn't like Dune? Yeah. Too much sand. Too many snakes. There were worms. Yeah, whatever. Giant snakes. I read the book. Why would you read the book? The book was a hard read. It was awful, yeah. It was just as bad as the movie. I'm sorry. I wasn't a particular fan well, of it. Well, keep in mind, that came during the lull of Star Wars, dude. Right. They were in between movies. They were trying to figure something out to make it. So they got this this book that did really well. And Oh, you know, speaking as I run over Dune because I don't care, um, Men in Black. Which one? Any of them, actually. Oh, what the about end... the men in black crossing over with 21 Jump Street? I think that's horrible. They're mashing them up. Awful. Why not? Awful. Dude, that's Because I don't so like cool. 21 Jump Street is stupid. It's supposed to be stupid. How, can you How could you take something stupid? Dude, men, and... the first men in black was stupid But also. it was still cool. It was good. It, it was well written. Yes. It was stupid. I don't disagree with that, it but was it was good stupid. And who didn't see that coming? What? They were looking for the galaxy on Orion's belt. The cat's <laughs> name is Orion. Yes, cat. Like, cat for the win. Cat for the win. Snow but I liked Snow. that end. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. That's what it is because the train had the thing on the front that yes, pierced the, the snow. Pierced that's, damn. <laughs> Someone recommended that movie to me. Said that I would like the fight scenes in it, which I have to say. They were good. They especially were good. for close quarter fights. Yes. All the good guys end up dead. And, and I was trying to write my I'm like. Spoilers. I'm like, spoilers. <laughs> so I'm like, so they're on a train and they're fighting? How are they doing that? Trains aren't that big. This is a big train. And apparently this was a very long, wide train. Those those scenes in those, with the rooms, the black and the shooting, I mean, that was pretty good. That was really good. That was actually good. Um, no, I think um, Men in Black endings, some of the speeches, and they weren't really speeches, they are more like, Ex- like, exponitions like, or hey, a- do you, reveals. Do you really think that... Th- this is it. This is it. No. Let me open this door, door and show, show you. you. That I thought was kind of cool. I thought that kind of concept was kind of cool. I don't know. It doesn't count in the speech thing, but I thought that was just a cool moment. And I know you're going to hate me for this, but there were a lot of scenes in Matrix that had a lot of that kind of same feel to it. The, the first tell one... tell me you're going to say the architect. No. The architect was stupid. But I did like his speech at, at Zion. I did like the speech at Zion he gave. Which one? The one, uh, the the main Matrix dude, the black dude. What's his name? Uh, what's his name? Morpheus. Morpheus, yeah, but the actor's name. I know his name is Morpheus. Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. His big speech in front of the crowd. I thought that was kind of good. I thought that was a decent speech. Not top five, but definitely in there. At least it was a motivational. I felt. Um, I think also, what other would be a good one? I don't know. I like some of the dialogue from Lion King, but I don't think that counts. It's Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with a little Shakespeare. Um, i trying to think. There was another one, too. I was trying to think of it, but I can't think of it now. Damn it. It'll come to me when in the middle of the night. I was like, damn it, I should have said that. The Last Samurai. <gasps> yes. Another yes. movie that came out, and everyone just wanted to hate it because it was Tom Cruise. It was good. And I was like, it was And the so amount good. of research he did. He got. Do you, you see the cutscenes, the extra yeah. scenes after the, spe- the the interviews and stuff? Yeah. The man did research. He went out and religion or whatever you want to call it aside. He went out and did the work. You yeah. got to respect a man for that. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to be a star in a movie, but I'm going to actually go out and find out the truth and try to make this as true to what was as humanly possible. I respect that. But no matter what are your personal life, and you said this before, and I agree with it. Personal life, actor. Sometimes you just gotta separate the two. That's what happened with Leo. Yeah. Until he got his due for The Revenant. Probably his third best movie? Titanic. What? Titanic. Oh. (laughs) It was good, though, for him. It was a good role. It was a good time piece. Perfect place, perfect time. Yes. It was a meh meeting, but it was was okay. Why can't they take turns on the door floating in the water? I know everyone tells me it's physics. I agree. I, I call bullshit 20 years after Yeah, that. I agree. Bullshit. <laughs> um, well, so what other good speeches? God, there's a few. I'm thinking the speech from Braveheart when he's trying to rally. You can't the... take a close, but you can't take freedom. You know, the, his, he sees his <laughs> that is army. Good. He sees it's... his army ready to quit on him. Yeah. And he knows they're not going to walk away. There's another one like that, too, that kind of takes on that army thing. There's a few from... Well, like I said... Well, let me go back to Last Samurai. Yeah. Okay, yeah. When he gives the story about the the 300 at Thermopylae, Mm. and he doesn't tell him how it ends. Yes. 
Yeah, that was that was a good moment. And it has a lot of... I mean, you know that they're going down for the count. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah, he knows. He's like, you. I've never faced gunfire before. Like, I've never been, like, in a combat setting where I'm like, dude, I'm about to run into a certain death. Hot, flaming death. <laughs> And toes hot flaming, isn't it? <clears throat> oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I mean, hot lead people yeah. oh, yeah. thrown about everywhere. Never seen that before. Ne- nor do I ever watch it. Nor do I ever wish on pe- and uh, upon anyone. But I think that scene in the Last Samurai really speaks really to it. really speaks volumes. Yeah. Oh, it does. And it, it it doesn't matter what age, what era, what kind of warfare. It still rings too. How? And again, how willing are you to die? Going back to the philosophy of this yeah. episode. How willing are you to are you to die for what you really believe in? Are you willing to die for an idea? And that's what they died for at the end of it all. They could have surrendered. Yeah, they could have said, they you know what? The old ways. We're good. Let's move on. Good. Let's move give on. Give me the machine guns. We'll get rid of the swords. Yeah. And the armor. Yeah. And we'll just. It's give... like the scene in the market when they cut his hair. Yeah. Is 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 it worth the humiliation to have that happen to you, or? You just give it up. For what? For what value? And that's 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 kind of the theme here is what do you lose of yourself by giving up what you believe in? No matter who says nay, whoever says different, the same for Tomorrowland? Yeah. It's the same for a Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, yeah. I mean, uh, big time. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you believe. And in, in some of these movies, the endings were positive. Some of them were negative. But the point of it is, is do we die for what we believe in or do we live in mediocrity compromising who we are? And I think that's a big question that doesn't get asked enough in movies these days. And I think we can quote a little bit here of some of the scenes in short speech, not really epic speeches, but in short speech, even Captain America a little bit. Oh well, Captain towards America, the end, the yeah. last, the last, like, spoiler alert, 20, spoiler. 20, 25 minutes, where it's really about, are you really gonna tell me you knew this? And this goes against, and that one piece of information he kept from him, I believe, is what truly made Captain America, quote unquote, die. That is not what Captain America stands for. He does not do that or be privy to that, not share that with the people that he cares about. Well, and I told you from the first trailer, when I saw that first trailer when, you know, they're fighting and you see the black eye on Tony Stark and there's Cap and he's got like blood coming off his face and he's like, I'm sorry, Tony, but he's my friend. And he's like, so is I. That that was... That's a great line. That's just a great, perfect line yeah, for that movie. Yeah, RDJ. And they really encapsulated what the feel of that story was about, even though they went completely south with what the actual story was. Right. They made up the, the, the cards and changed it. But it's the same thing as whose side are you on? And again, with Captain America, even Spidey says it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. <laughs> even Spidey says it. It's like, he, he, he said, what else did he say about me? He said... Well, he said you were wrong, but you're doing it anyways. I'm misquoting a little bit there, but, you know, he says you think you're right, and that's dangerous. Yeah. Because you're not. And in the end, Captain America was wrong. Sadly. Which is which he realized at the end. Yeah, which is why he had to walk away. Yeah, he, he dropped couldn't, the shield, and, that was, and he oh, walked away. That was just... That was a sunset. I know we're off topic, but yeah. we're on topic because it's really about caring about things. And I think a lot of that, I mean, it, it goes back to something else I thought of here. It's moments in movies that really define great moments in time. And that's really what we're looking at. And you know, speech is kind of the thing. But I mean, a time of America, like you said, you know, where we were feeling unpatriotic and was really against ourselves. But Independence came along and gave us this great speech about, hey, you know what? We're still a good people. We're still good. Hey, this is still a great country. It's I still, don't knock it. No, it's still a great country. And it was funny because yesterday, you, and you heard this too, someone walked by my cubicle at work and they were like, "You, you I'm sorry, did I mishear you? Did you just say you enjoy what you do? 
so easy to knock everything. Yeah. It's harder to appreciate, I think, in our society these days. It's much harder to say, you know what? I actually enjoy what I do. I actually enjoy that movie. I don't care what the critics... That's going to be a conversation we're talking about more in depth, is critics. Are they being too harsh? I think there are more critics now because of the internet. I agree. And more critics now who are less... I hate to put it this way, but less intelligent about what they're talking about. So they're just making exciting remarks just to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. This was trash. Uh, listen to me. It's trash. And it's like, no, it's really not trash. So. I, I mean, for me, the whole philosophy of movies lately, what I've noticed is that it's a lot of end of the world. Mm-hmm. We've doomed the planet. We've doomed a species. We've doomed something. Yes. And all yeah. these movies kind of tied to that. I hear the Avatar 2 movie is going to be similar to that. Mm. You know, And that's such a beautiful movie. I know it's going to be gorgeous. I mean, the plot was done. You know, it's not a new plot. The actors were okay. My 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 daughter to this day will yell at the general. Like he's a mean man. He's a mean. I was like, okay, calm down, girl. He's just a character. Yeah. Uh, it was an overplayed plot, but it was gorgeous. And I hope the second one's gorgeous too. But I don't really have high expectations for story. I really well, don't. You know, Jay, you know Jim Cameron because he and I go back a ways. Do you? <laughs> uh, you know, he's not going to be cheap about it. No, he's not. And that's, that's, that's okay. If he has the money to spend on a visual movie, I'm okay seeing a visual. I will see it in 3D. I think it's, it's one of those few, because that first one, when I saw it in 3D, I was, this is what 3D is supposed to be. If it's shot in 3D. If it's shot in 3D, and I'm he, okay with that. Yeah. I went to go see BBS, which was not shot in 3D, but was, you know, yeah. came out. Yeah. I was okay with it. Yeah. I was okay with what they did with the 3D scenes. Oh, and oddly enough, mm. this is totally segue. <laughs> you missed the segue because you best three D scene ever. Mm. Guess what it is? Best three D shot ever done in movie history. Is this your opinion? Or no, is... this was actually a list compiled by the New York Times. Really? Guess what number one was? Just take a wild stab because you'll never never guess it. I didn't even guess it. Was it a th- movie shot in 3D, or was it a movie not shot in 3D, but worked really well in 3D? Movie shot in 3D. Movie shot in 3D. Well, I'm assuming it's not going to be anything from Avatar. Or is it? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was thinking figuring it wasn't. 3D? Which is odd. Which is odd, because there was a gore... I mean, that plant, when it goes... I mean, that was pretty sweet. It was not Captain EO. No. Okay. I'm trying to think of other 3D movies that are filmed. There isn't that many of them. Uh, I have no idea. It's the Friday the 13th shot in 3D where the girl gets the axe and puts it into his head. And you actually see the axe handle cut out, come out of the screen. Like, supposedly that's the best 3D shot ever. I'm lost. Voted by the New York Times. What, what movie, which Friday the 13th was it's this? It's the one that was shot in 3D. It's I... either Friday the 13th or 3... Okay, because I didn't even saw any of the movies, so... I mean, I saw the first one. And I tried to watch one yesterday on, on Netflix. I didn't even know what it was. It was some crappy... They brought an animatronic version of Freddy Krueger's hand back to life. You're, you're thinking wrong movie. That's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I know, but wrong... Same concept. The same stupidity. Um, horror done so many times no, over. No, that's teen horror. That was the... Rated R. So it's Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that, that's I mean, what I'm oh, yeah, the genre. Yeah, that's not genre. That's Whereas not real horror. It's rated R because you're going to see naked girls in it. At Hopefully, least a few scenes of makeout, yeah, and you... then you get to see them get speared or cut or sliced or they die in some horrific way on film. Okay, so what's good horror then? Because I don't. I'm not a huge horror fan. All right, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think I'm weird about this. Okay, go ahead. Good horror for me was recently, honestly, mm. The Witch. Really? It And I think a lot of times what people don't get in the horror business is it doesn't have to be overly horrible. It just has to be... And honestly, you don't see th- anything witchy till the freaking end. And then spoiler. you don't even... Oh, spoilers. <laughs> and, you know, that whole time, you're just like, oh my God, when is something going to happen here. <laughs> like, you know there's evilness going on. I just want to see someone flying, something happening. But you see nothing. Nothing. Until the very end. The last, like, few minutes of that movie is when everything, like, comes to fruition. And, like, damn, that's a horror flick. Mm. 
You know, it's another good horror flick, but I think it falls more into the psychological. It's 13 with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's more psych- psychological. But it's still... Thriller. That's a thriller more than horror. Horror. But it still fills a little bit of that creep you out kind of thing. Another thriller slash horror kind of crossover was Seven. Mm, the one with the the uh, with what's his name? Brad Pitt was the cop. Yes, yeah. Kevin Spacey Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah. Two minutes of screen time and almost wins an Oscar. <laughs> hey, it's like, Kevin Spacey. I mean, all right. So I put for horror. Well, only because I just recently saw it, The Witch. Witch, right? But I'd have to put Silence, the first Silence of the Lambs. Have you seen the other stuff they've done? With I that? saw the other ones. The the dragon, the red yes, dragon, red that dragon, was good Hannibal, too. all of those. Yeah, I never, I haven't seen a TV show. Have you seen the TV show? No, I never watched Hannibal. Yeah, no, I didn't. The the first Silence of the Lambs, that was creepy. That that was. I can still quote that. Everybody can quote that. Yeah, that that was good. I watched that recently too. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah, it still holds up. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And, uh, Joe, and Joe, seven. what is that? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah. Um. And then you have um, Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and then you have. Seven. Mm-hmm. I think both of those... Those are good. Yeah, those are, those those are good. Are, both of those still hold up for me. I just saw The Conjuring. I could see the appeal, but it's more like... You know, it's it's a... It's a pseudo-biopic. Mm. Maybe the only... It says it's based on a real story, but I think the only thing real about it are... These are actual real people's names. Depending on how you, your belief system is... Do you really believe in exorcisms, ghosts, the devil, and stuff like that? Yeah. If you do... Well, speaking of exorcisms... Okay, go ahead. The Poltergeist. Or, not The Poltergeist. The Poltergeist was a good movie. That was a good movie, but, but kind of creepy. More creepy than scary. Yeah, it was creepy. That yeah. It wasn't scary. Um, the Exorcist what chick movies. The, f- oh, the, the first puke. one. Yeah. The Exorcist. The Exorcist, yeah. Does that count? That's horror. That's pure horror. That's pure horror. But I didn't find it that scary. Keep in mind, we weren't of that era. Mmm... For religious and etc. No that one has was... done it like right, that. And right. it's very much like, we're going to give you dialogue. We're going to set it up. You're not mm. going to see stuff. You're going to hear stuff. You're going to see stuff move on the walls. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. Then you see her that do her one, thing. That one scene. Where she's going down the stairs? No, 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 no. Yes, that. But no, that one scene from that movie with a young Obi-Wan, the, the one Ewan from the prequels, Ewan McGregor, where he's British. Or no, Irish. <laughs> Irish. He is Irish. Well, I hope he was Irish in the movie. It's an Irish film, and he's going through withdrawal. Train spotting. Train spotting. Yes. That was a creepy scene, and that's not a horror flick. No. But that was damn creepy. And they've used that scene again. Yeah. They've used that scene over and over in other movies. That is freaky. Yeah. They used it in um. The 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 movie about them faking this moon landing. Oh yes 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 yes. I saw that one recently, and that had the same scene in it. When he's going through a jaw, he's going through the same scene, a little creepy baby on the ceiling. That's creepy. But yeah, it's more creepy than scary, I suppose, though, right? I mean, yeah. that's not... For me, like, The Exorcist, as a kid, that was one of those movies that you, I wasn't allowed to watch. Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. And finally, I saw it, and I could see why. Because yeah. if you're watching it as a child, it is so freaky. It's like that clown movie. It? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm still terrified. Yeah, I can't watch that now. Well, there, there there, were so many, and the weird thing about that is I think there was a lot of posters and a lot of cover art. Like, I think the book mm. had to get a new cover because it just freaked people out. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's another one where he's in character, you know, Tim Curry? Yeah. Was he, it really? Yeah. I love him. He's, he's, he's fantastic. He's it. He is it. And I did not know that. There's a, there's a shot of him, like, and it looks like this bombed out, like, house. Like, it looks like a... Like, imagine, like, a house where, like, the door's missing, the window frame's missing, and it's just a shell. Mm. And it's just in the middle of nowhere, and it looks like it's just, like, deserted, and he's standing in the doorway, and it said, free hugs. Like, dude, that <laughs> creeps me freak out. <laughs> that's like, awful. that's the reason why clowns have escalated to, oh, like, yeah. most horrific, they're living nightmares for me. That's crazy. The other thing I told you the other day, I Spiders? had to God... <laughs> Well, spiders are creepy. But, <laughs> hand of God, I don't know why I did this. So I was talking about ventriloquists. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I did a Google search of ventriloquists. I dare anyone. Mm. It's a creepy search. You put in ventriloquists, uh, dummies. Mm-hmm. No, you don't even have to put in dummies. Oh, you just put ventriloquists? Yeah. I put in just ventriloquists to, to, to do your search. It's a waking nightmare. Ooh, that's bad. And there's some really creepy pictures. Waking nightmare. That is awful. 
Yeah, you don't do that when you're alone. Don't do no. that at night. Don't do it. Just don't do it. There's no reason to. I know, what's his name, Jeff Dunham makes a mint off of that stuff. Jeff Dunham's good, but his are funny. They're not scary. They're not creepy. They're they're parody of it. So from that perspective, you know. I mean, again, I'm not a huge fan of it. I did want to become a ventriloquist at one point. That was a put in the right hole. Hold on, folks. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties here. All right, the microphone was flopping around everywhere. Sorry about that. We'll cut that out. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. Okay, so here's another one for me. Um, what Dreams May Come. Oh, yeah. That, I well, can't watch. Well, that's more... No, those scenes, when they're, they're down... The... Well, I understand it's not a horror movie genre, but those scenes, when she's down there with the depression and oh, the house... Yeah. That, come on. That's not horror. I don't know what is. I mean, it's horror on a psychological level, but damn, that's just... I, I, I call that more of a thriller. Yeah, but I know as a genre, it's thriller, but that scene... Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. It freaked me out. It's terrifying. I can't watch that movie. Like, you I just a, can't. Like, it's something like when you feel... When you get that feeling of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah, it's like you're watching something you're not supposed to. And you're like, to. dear God, should I be watching this? Yeah. Like, this is, this is not... There was better. brief moments like that in the Eternal uh, Sun, uh, yeah, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. There's scenes like that in there, too, where it just was so personal. And it's some of Jim Carrey's best drama work. Um, he doesn't do much of it. No. But it actually was really good from that perspective, as far as drama and, and creepiness. Again, not horror, but creepy. How the hell did we get here? I don't know, man. <laughs> We went dark we really going, fat. We, we did go dark, but I, I, I am a fan of like movies. Yeah. So I kind of diversify when I watch movies, and recently I've been like watching a lot of horror flicks. Yeah. Thriller. Never, horror never. Flicks. I, I like the psychologicals. Like, give me a good Inception. Give me a Dreams when you come in a very long once in a while. But I, I think I think the often. horror ones, honestly, what they do in the end is it makes you feel alive. Like it gives you that little jolt, and you're like scared. And you're like, okay, I'm alive. Saw. So. The first one. Yes. With, with uh, Carrie Elwood. Yes. That was awful. I mean, it was good, but it was that was... And I'm wondering if that whole script was just based on the idea of what do you do if your family's at life and all you are is you're stuck in this no-win situation. There is no positive outcome yeah. with this. Um, I only saw that movie once, and I only saw once it. enough yeah. is good for me. Yeah. No. I'm okay with it. I never saw a Saw after that. I never saw no. any of the ones. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even imagine. And I know they tried to create a... A story. A bigger jigsaw? overarching... Yeah, Is Jigsaw. Yeah, I think so. It was fine. It Which was, was fine. like a ventriloquist dummy. Go figure. Well, there you go. There you go. Living Nightmares. You know what was not a good horror movie? Hellraiser. Which one? The first one. I, 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 it, if it's supposed to be horror, it's supposed to scare me at least a little bit. No, no, that's not... a gore flick. Is that a gore? That's like goth okay. gore. So that's not a horror. That's not the same. I mean, see, it, they're all kind of filter in the same. It's, it's kind really of like saying of... Alien is horror. That was the first one was scary, dude. The, when that monster in came space, out of that, no one hit, can hear you scream. No, not that. Not the tagline, but like those, some of those scenes where like you know it's there somewhere, and you don't know which scene she's gonna walk around the corner and be getting some scream at her or something jumping out of someone's stomach. That was pretty scary. I would count that almost th- more horror than freaking Hellraiser. I think, uh, I think to me, the second one, mm-hmm. you, w- which Jim Cameron did, yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah, there you go. He and I go way back. <laughs> um, for me, the scariest scene was Newt mm. when she gets into the water. Mm. And the well, water like, scenes creep me out. And I'm like, dear yeah. God, get the hell out of the there, water! Yeah. Get That's out of the water! Movie. I'm like, get out of the water! <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of those. I mean, I never understood the whole water gore scenes, like Jaws and stuff. Well... They're, they're just floating in the water. They're swimming. They're doing their little kick thing. Which Jaws? Any of them. There's always a girl... There's only one in, a biki- I know in my eyes. Well, I know. The rest are there. Um, but there's a lot... They've repeated this in many other movies. They repeat the same scene. We are seeing the girl in the bikini, kind of quasi-floating with her little legs. She's not kicking. Okay, she couldn't stay afloat. You would not be able to stay afloat. What, you never floated in the water? I, I, I've always had a kick. I have never could just float there. You can't do the dead man float? I can't. No. You, what, you sink like a stone? I do. That's awful. It is awful. You have no buoyancy. I don't. Well, it's because I have lung capacity issues. But one's deflated. Um, but but it, no, I can never do it. So I never understood. They're just some floating. They're not really kicking. How does that work? You can float. Can you do that? Yeah, it, huh. water has enough surface tension that you can float. Really? But you always have that under the, the ass scene, as I call it. Just before the animal pulls you under. Well, that's that's the money shot. Yeah, it's a money shot. So, if she was naked, it would make more money shot. Well, you know the whole thing about Jaws, right? 
that the machine kept breaking down. Well, they called the, they called the machine Bruce, mm. which is why in Finding Nemo, the great white shark is named Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. That's funny. So yeah. they kept calling him Bruce, and he never worked. Like, right. There's Steven Spielberg. He's over budget. He's running out of time. So you, he had to rewrite the script as he's shooting it. So he has this, this scene, the girls swimming mm-hmm. out, and what they did was off camera, they had someone tie a rope around her waist, mm. one guy, another guy tie another rope around another waist, and they pulled back and forth to give that motion of her getting like... Eaten. Eaten. Awful. See, but you, but know, you know what? That's that's creative. That's that to me. Not seeing the shark was oh, more terrifying. Yeah, yeah, but, that's a good point though. And it's a lot of times that way. What was the other movie? Um, one of Shyamalan's. Oh gosh. Oh, all of Shyamalan's basically. You never see the monster until like the last two seconds. And then it's not even a monster. They're yeah. people. They're yeah. your parents. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, something stupid like the mermaid one. I think that's what oh, I the- saw. Well, he did one other where they went to Grandma's house, and the grandparents were killing the kids or something like that. Oh, really? Was you never that saw was... that one? No, I didn't see that one. I I didn't... Like a visit to Grandma's house? Oh. Uh, that was M. Night like Shyamalan. Another one. I don't know if this is horror or not, but what about... Um... Here's Jack. <sighs> the Shining. The Shining. Okay. You're going classic. Everyone, everyone I don't find me... it scary, though. I mean, I, never, I didn't really find it scary. I, mean, I found it weird. It was kid. weird. It was not scary. But it falls into the genre, right? I mean, it's technically a horror flick, a psychological thriller, a weird story that you really don't Like, it's about. never really explained, either. Yeah. Like, you never understand it. And they talk about The Shining for two seconds. Yeah. And in the book, Stephen King specifically said, this is about The Shining. And Stanley Kubrick's like, well, I don't believe in any of that crap. I'm shooting my movie. <laughs> And Jack Nicholson pulled it off. Yeah, well, Jack, I think Jack was the best part of that one. Yeah, she, yeah, she's all right. And oh, Scatman yeah, Crothers is in, is in it. He's the guy that comes over and he gets the accents back. Uh, I don't know. The, 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 the long-haired, black-haired chick. That was, what's her name, right? I thought that her name was Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Is that who it was? I found it kind of mousy. I wasn't... It's supposed to be. Uh, she's not a heroic figure. Yeah, okay. I mean, she's... she plays it well, if that's the case. Well, she's just trying to escape. Her, yeah. You know, she, her husband gets this gig where they have to watch a, uh, what is it, uh, a, a hotel. A hotel, yeah. A hotel in a blizzard. But they do use some of that scenes for the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. I'm not sure which came first, though. The, the Hamster. Shining. Shining came first? Okay. Shining was like late 70s. That, that hallway scene with the twins. Oh, that's, well, that's creepy. That is, see, that's creepy. And I still... Like, whenever I'm in the big hotels where, like, everything looks the same, and mm. it's like, I keep expecting to make that turn and seeing those two twins there. Mm. So that's permanently, like, etched. Mm, yeah, that is, it's one of those iconic scenes. It is iconic. You, you, you'll see it, you're like, oh my god, I know that scene. I mean, yeah. I've never seen the movie, but I know that scene. Yes. It's just one of those things. It's kind of creepy. So, I think we've covered the gamut. Have we covered everything? I don't know. I, I Did got, we even cover anything to begin I with? I don't know. I'm I'm lost. We got lost in this podcast. <laughs> we went we went from philosophy. Yes. Philosophy. To feels. To feels. To emotions went to being scared by our emotions. Our scared by our emotions went to fear, I which is an emotion. In looking at uh, one of our previous episodes about yes. the movies that are coming out, yes. a lot of them really didn't have like happy-go-lucky endings. No, I suppose that's true. Except for the superhero movies, which really... Even some of those didn't. Even some of those didn't have all... I mean, look look at, at, at Apocalypse, the X-Men Apocalypse movie. Magneto, yeah, the world was saved, but it would cost. Magneto may never know he has a son. Spoilers! Oh, spoilers. Yeah, get over yourselves. Um, you know, they, they spoiled it already. There's that other guy who does the movie reviews on TV. He, he did spoilers. And I think even uh, JLS Comics did a, a spoiler on X-Men. I just saw it posted. Go watch. It looks good. JLS Comics, big yes. plug for them. Yes. Oh, and check out their YouTube channel. We just yes. did a live interview with them yes. this past weekend. Yes, it check was very out. fun. Oh, it was a, it was a it blast. It was a great time. Yeah. I think good. I was too flamboyant. I almost came across like, you know, effeminate. Well, like a member of the Velvet Mafia? It's something. I was like all flaily. Yeah, you were flaily. I was flaily. I was watching you. I was like, hmm. I'm a little extra flaily. That that was kind of weird, but it is what it is. People seem to enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the questions also. Yes, yes appreciate that. We want more of that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I, I'd like to see what's coming next in movies to see us get the feels. I love getting the feels. I know Dory's going to be the feels. Pixar's going to make you cry. Pixar always will make you cry. It makes me cry every time. It's just sad. Um, I don't, I don't foresee like any, I don't know, to me, like the live action princess stories that are coming out. I'm excited about Beauty and the Beast because Hermione's in it. 
That's the only reason right now. I'm excited about that. I'd like to see a Mulan done well. It could be done well. Do enough karate, a little bit of, you know, kung fu there. Getting back to that. Um, there's some ones I'd like to see just to see what they do with it. But I'm ecstatic over them? No. It's been done. It's like, really, I mean, why are you rehashing? I'll leave it up to our listeners. I mean, yeah. do we really want to get another, like, influx of, like, really happy endings? No. Do we want to see more? The guy gets the girl. The guy saves the world. The, you know... The girl saves the world. The guy dies. That's what we should get. The superhero catches the shiny thing. Now, we used to have the shiny things. We get it. You don't like the yeah. Avengers. We get it. Yes, we, we understand. How do we get it? What does but it do? Galaxy, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I hope okay, that's Okay, Guardians good. of the Galaxy yeah. totally, yeah. totally okay. got me. Yeah, you're going to get into that. Yeah, Volume 2. The mixtape. Whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, I don't know. There's I a hope lot they of don't movie. call it Volume 2 because that's a horrible title. <laughs> well, they have the tape decks right on the cover, so it's like, you know. We'll have to see what comes. But I, th- I think that's it. I think we're done. I don't know if we got anything accomplished on this podcast, but we've been doing... We've been literally here for an hour. And five minutes doing nothing. I am doing something. Hey, look, and like I said in the interview, one of the reasons why we're doing this is if we give you guys, our listeners, the opportunity to, to like, we say something that makes you laugh yes. or makes you think, I think we've done what we set out for. Or as one, as one of our guests says, make some want to yell at us. Yeah. We're okay with that. If we okay. end up yelling at yeah, we're okay with that. It's, expo- it's, it's making you feel alive. Yeah. And that's what this episode's all about. Yeah. See how we wrapped it up? Yeah, I like that's that. Good. That's good, right? Every once in a while I come up with this. We need to work on the third act, though. The third act? The ending? The ending. Right. Now, follow us on Twitter. To all the social media, Twitter. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, YouTube. Please, YouTube. YouTube uh, us. Hit us up hard on there. We got 200 views on all our stuff total right now. Love to have one get 200 just single. So come on and listen and watch. Ask your friends. Hey, look, you guys, you guys don't even have to listen to it. Just download it. Really? It counts as a, it counts. I, it listen counts. to it. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. It is good stuff. It's us. It's us. It's two nerds and a joke everywhere you go. Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram. We got one follower on Pinterest. Very excited by it. Finally one. One. That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Twitter, we got two accounts, so follow either one you want. We're both posting on all sites. We love y'all. We are going to say goodnight. And as always, Ernie, take it away. Peace out. Peace out.